SRC. All right, cool. So we are live right now with Mr. Randy Kane, owner and driver of the Heap, H E E P, and uh, and owner of RC Automotive. Um, let's talk because there's going to be some folks that we're going to grab right out of the gate because that rig is insane. So what's the fastest you've been in the in the Heap? We a couple weekends ago we went down at Pueblo and went an eight one, which is our personal best that we've been we've That's been trying insane. to get a seven second pass and i mean it's right there <laughs> you just need some good air or and that something the, you know what what's crazy is the other day we were there was it was all smoky and hazy and just hot and and it went did its best times that's, ever that's crazy um, well, I see some folks are starting to get in. So if somebody will let us know that they can hear us fine and all that kind of stuff, um, that'd be awesome. Um, I, I want to start out. I want to kind of give a little bit of, or you to give a little bit of the story of the the heap and kind of what started it. And then maybe like a 10,000 foot uh, run of like to where you are now. Okay. So we started on the heap or let's start back. So my, my best friend, my, my brother, I consider my brother, uh, Jim, always been Jeep guys. So been wheeling stuff like that. I had a hairbrain to build a hot rod out of one. He had a Jeep tub and frame sitting in his backyard for years. And we decided to pick it up and started what we did. And it's been, we start, we built it in 2015 and every year since it's just been, it's so morphodied every you, year. What it, did it, has it always been LS? Well, it's general oh, and small really? block. Wow. No LS here. I completely missed that one. Dang. Yes. I was just looking at that huge turbo in there, and you know how it goes. Big turbos or big LSs generally. Yep. That's cool. Nope. Always have been it. It's been a Gen 1 small block since we built it. That's awesome. So what's so the I need a, I need a big sticker that says no LS, not an LS. Power glide <laughs> yeah. with a gear vendor. Oh, sweet. Um, there was a conversation on one of the podcasts I was listening to that was discussing the, you know, is it better to build like an 80 or do you go like power glide and, a over and, a gear vendors. So what brought us into that was the, the cost of doing the 4080E and the length and the weight of it. I did the power glide shorty glide with the gear vendor only made it three inches longer than a normal glide. Dang, that's so then crazy. It, I mean, yeah, so it makes wow. a pretty short steel because my drive shaft, I think, is only like 22 or 23 inches. <laughs> yeah. So how much longer would – I guess you probably would have been close to the same length as an 80 at that point then, right? If what? Uh, like if, if you had gone 80 compared to the power gliding gear vendors. I don't know what an 80 – how long a 4080 is. Oh, they're okay. pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. It's what we've got so, in my 66 and it's, it's big and beefy <laughs> and heavy. Oh yeah. You're not bench pressing that thing by yourself. No, I could undo the gear vendor and pretty much take out the power glide, just belly it out of there. That's it awesome. looks tiny uh, on the, on the stand when I take it off with the gear vendor off of it. I can only imagine because like, the gear vendor it replaces the uh output shaft housing right yes or does it go on yeah yeah 
Well, That's so crazy. no, so the the pro mod, the shorty glide that I have is all it is is just a case of the power glide, and then the gear vendor goes on the end of it. So there's no shaft hanging out of the case of the gear or the power glide the way it is with the gear vendor now. That's crazy. So uh, literally, the- it's it's three, three inches longer than a normal glide. <laughs> That's awesome. What uh, what's that thing weigh? I mean, do you I, you don't have to tell me. Uh, you don't have to answer any 30, of these. These were not on the test. Oh no, you're good. Thirty three. <laughs> I think it was almost thirty four hundred when we waited the up at Banamer for the PSCA race. I think it's like thirty three something. Man, I would have never so, figured that thing. On, on race week with the hard top on it, it was like almost thirty five hundred. <laughs> That's crazy. And we that still were crazy. running like. Pretty good. <laughs> now, pretty good. Uh, you won your class. Um, you've you've entered Rocky Mountain Race Week twice, and you've won both times. That's insanity. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's crazy. So last year we did uh, out, we did Outlaw Street last year, and ran it out and had fun with it, and then that's what got us hooked on Race Week. Yeah, it's a um, it's a blast, that's for sure. So let's get into yeah, some of that stuff. I, it, it's it's our big deal. Yeah. Okay. Um. So when you are, uh, are you doing two point I can't remember. I know it's one of the questions. I just can't. No, sir. Okay. So what is no, your typical? Too hard to get away for two weeks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know, man. That's why I haven't done 1.0s because it's like 1.0, family vacation, 2.0, you know, just too hard. It's hard to close the shop down for a week as it is. <laughs> so what do you guys mainly do at, at, at the shop? Uh, general service. Oh, cool. So you're busy. Pretty busy much then. just general service shop. Yeah, for the most yep. part. August and September gets a little weird just because of uh, the school start, but... Other than that, we stay pretty busy. That's cool. So yeah, it, if that's your bread and butter, it is hard to close that thing for sure. <laughs> like, yes. hey, we're gone for a week. Have fun. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no money coming in. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, there's a ton of money going out that week because <laughs> yeah. you're out on the road. Yes, there was. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, we got a bunch of folks over here. So we you got basically- uh, Miss. Go ahead. So we got some folks chop chopping in here. It's, we got Lynn. it's you plan ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's my wife. Oh, nice, Jonathan. Hi, Mrs. Hi, Mrs. Kane. Um, I'm sure you know Jonathan from several other race weeks. Um, Justin yep. Chestnut has a wicked blown um, second gen C10, super cool truck, and just got a 29 um, hot rod back, uh, and just moved down the street from Cletus. So it's a pretty interesting setup there. Heck and yeah. then, uh, yeah, Jimmy Timmy here says we're watching. So that's my get... brother, and uh, that's, that's family forever. Oh, nice, nice. Well, cool. Well, we certainly appreciate that. That's where the in. Jeep started from. That's <laughs> well, that's where the tub and frame came from to start the heap. I uh, I saw a picture um, as I was digging through your Facebook page. Excuse me, and it was a it was the heap and like a rock bouncer crawler looking rig um that's 
Tilt? That's Jim's Jeep. Oh, gotcha. 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 Yeah. That's a, uh, that's a pretty big uh, disparity between those two. Yes. <laughs> so you run, um, so in Rowdy Radio, it's like a 26.85 tire, right? It, yep. It's a small, small tire, right? What's he have on that Jeep? Uh, I think 42s or 44s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's it's a pretty funny picture. I wish I had grabbed it and we would put it up on the screen. Um, if they don't, yeah. I'm sure they can dig around on your RC Automotive uh, Facebook page and find it. So, all right. What yeah. is the, uh, what's a typical prep look like uh, from your normal, like the heaps in the garage to getting ready for race week? What's the, what's the prep look like for it? Um. I'm pretty well ready before the end of the year, every year, damn near. So this year we're waiting to pull the motor out. So we're going to freshen the motor up this year. Cause it's been two, two plus seasons on this motor. Wow. So we'll probably pull the motor out this year, freshen it up and get everything ready for next year. Man, that's crazy. And that's, I mean, you, you run that thing a bunch and drive it a bunch, not just race it, but drive it a bunch. Yes. We have 55 or 5,600 street miles on it right now since we built it in 19. That's what's up, man. That's awesome. I mean, I we drive what, it. Well, and I think that's what people have uh, found out more about, like just race week and drag and drive stuff is that like these things can live. You know, you just have to do that extra little bit. Right. So, um, so we now go ahead. So originally it was a nitrous build and you really couldn't street drive it that much. And when we started thinking about doing the turbo setup was it had to be streetable where we could drive it and do Rocky Mountain race week power tour type deal, the drive and drag stuff. Yep. So how much nitrous we hit it on it? Uh, the so, old motor, I think we were spraying like 200 at the most. Oh, that's, I mean, that's a nitrous motor, but it's, but not I've like, never been. No. <laughs> and I ran in the tens. We got it into the nines, like mid nines with the nitrous and then did the turbo motor and it went deep in the eights right off the bat. You were like, this is where it's at. This is where it's at. This is life right here. Yes. Well, it's, the fuel's cheaper running E85 and maintenance. It's not as hard on the motor running lower compression and not as heavy duty or the valve. It's easier on the valve train. Mm -hmm. the, yeah, that's the can sure. that was and, in the nitrous motor was pretty, pretty rowdy. Well, and like Billy Godbold talked about it when he was on, he's like this boost stuff can live so much better because you don't have to have such a radical cam. You know, it's yep. not like the the valve train can can easily live, and it's a lot more streetable. You know, you're not yes the overlap or the non overlap is just crazy on either direction of that. So right, and good parts. That's awesome. I mean, definitely. Yeah. That's I went into it knowing it needed killer valve train parts, and we've been pretty good and pretty lucky. Carry spares just in case. Right. So. Uh, Man, I don't even want you to have to give into the some info, but like what size cam goes in a small block to run like a low eight? Do you think you'll see a seven this year before the end of the year? Bennett? 
Um, but, uh, I'm probably like, done for the year. Um, I don't know if we'll make it back out this year. We're actually in the middle of packing up and putting our house on the market. So it's been a little <laughs> hectic with that, but um, that eight one put us right there. So we were, we were pretty close, but yeah, I figured it's there. I know it's there, but I just, you know, we've been pushing our luck. We want to tear it apart before something breaks. So figured why not? It's a good time to take a break and get it, get it fixed. And well, and you know, ending, ending the season at an eight one, I mean, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> and then yeah, are you guys saying, go ahead. I was going to say that, that, Talk about the time, then I'll ask if you were if you're moving far away. Like, are you staying close? Have you found a, a bigger, better setup? What do you? So, we haven't decided 100 where we're going. We've been looking out of state. It's we're definitely uh, going to end up out of state. Either Arkansas, Tennessee yeah. is where we're wanting to go. But hey, don't you don't you threaten me with moving to Arkansas? <laughs> <laughs> I've never lived anywhere else. That's the bad part. Oh, I was man. born and raised here, so I'm ready for a change. That's cool. Well, uh, if you end up in Northwest Arkansas, we, you know, we're definitely a huge group of folks. Stone Cipher lives down the street. I mean, it's it's a it's That's a yeah. good bunch of people. So, so you know yeah. that. And then there's big companies that that headquarter here that would you know I don't know what you're into, but uh, shops are always needed here, especially performance shops. If you want to get yeah. into some of that stuff, um, right? All right. Let, let's get into it. So let's talk about uh, 2021 1.0. And then let's get through kind of some of that stuff. Tell all the high points of it. And then I, I'd love to talk about some other, you know, like the 2020 race week and all that kind of stuff. So I think on the okay. uh, the first one here, I have how many Dragon Drives have you, Dragon Drive events have you com competed in so far? We've done two. We did two, uh, 1.0 last year and 1.0 this year. Nice, nice. So 2021. Um, and then I have here favorite all-time Rocky Mountain Race Week story. Now, if you've done two, that means uh, you have good ones. And we're going to get into some of those for 1.0 here in a minute. I have the craziest luck, <laughs> bad luck, whatever you want to call it, story. Day one at Bandemere. We had the hood blow up at 160 plus mile an hour and sh shattered a windshield. That's that's a little. Uh, I would think that would be pretty scary because you're you know seeing and then not seeing. And the and crazy thing is, pattern. 1320 had a camera in it when it happened, so it's <laughs> it's all over the internet. That's so, but it awesome. was. I mean, the scariest. I mean, I I don't know how I stayed calm but it was the scariest thing i've ever happened had happened up track that's crazy and we've had some, even some pretty hairy stuff but right at yeah, the end so, of the track too right as i passed the tree or the lights god and yeah, it, so it took head, out the hood wrapped it over the hood oh go ahead god so did so at that point did you just do like everybody else and go hoodless the rest of the week i did we were scrounging <laughs> to find a windshield for the next morning we literally had somebody at the at the hotel at like nine o'clock the next morning, putting a windshield in it so we could get on the road to get to Kearney, Nebraska. That's awesome. And we, uh, we finished the week with no hood. <laughs> Red Hat said uh, said from all go to no go. That would be like instant yes. break. Jam. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's the scary part is 
don't touch the bird. I didn't really know what to do because it was, you know. I mean, yeah, I guess at that point. <laughs> it's not something you think about. Right. And so, you know, instantly I would think, oh, man, I'm I'm jamming the brakes. But, yeah, you probably don't do that in case it pulls one way. So, and then you're in the. That's what happened is I kind of jabbed the brakes. It really doesn't show it, but I kind of was like, oh, crap. And it felt weird. So I just literally let off the gas, let off the brake, was looking out the passenger side, trying to watch the wall <laughs> to see where it made sure I stayed in my lane and just come to a stop. That's insanity, so, man. I, I can't imagine it coming up at that. So what what have you done differently? Like you get stronger hood pins? Like is it hood pinned? Is it latched? How does the hood? So, it did have hood latch, the factory latches on it from day one of building it. And I don't know how many passes, tons and tons of passes, years of passes. And finally it ripped them off. I mean, it literally ripped the tops right off of them. So now we re put them, put new ones of them on. I did a set of arrow catch hood latches in the hood and then reinforced the safety latch on the factory hood. Oh, nice. So that I makes sense. I don't see it ever. I don't, I don't see it ever coming off again. Man, that's wild. I can't imagine that 160. And then it's like, now was it daytime or nighttime? It was day. So oh, just instant, well, just blacked out. <laughs> just, <yeah>. Bam. <laughs> jo Jonathan Stonecipher has it best here. He says, I couldn't imagine going 162 in a Jeep besides the hood in your face. Right. <laughs> what What is the wheelbase on that crazy thing? I think we're at like 95, 95 and a half inch wheelbase right now. How much of a wheelbase? I think we moved the front end bad wheelies like i can't turn it up very much off the hit or it's on the bumper that's cool wheelies are really cool so for last, spectators yes it's hard on parts so we did a race was it 19 i did a race in 2019 down at pueblo and we took a guess on it and played with the ramp a little bit and it pulled the wheels at just before the eighth mile and carried them like four feet in the air that's nuts. So, yeah, and it, when it that came down, nuts. it bent the axle, grabbed the fenders. Yeah. What uh, what front axle do you run in that? Uh, just a Speedway Motors uh, four-inch drop tube. Oh, that's cool. I was I didn't know if you would do that or like the you know like the Cherokees had that two-wheel drive front tube thing. I didn't know if you'd do that setup. Yeah. Yep, I've seen them. No, originally this yeah. was, it used to be like gas style raised up in the front a little bit. It was higher. And then the faster we went, we wanted to get it lower. So I did a drop axle. And then it, it was on leaf springs in the front until a couple years ago. We did coilovers and hairpins, and we get a bunch of grief about our front end on this thing. <laughs> I mean, come on now. You get it like Tell them, just show them the time slip and be like, there's your grief. Well, so awesome. some of our true street classes, we got kicked out of some of our true street classes because it's not factory style front suspension. Okay. Listen, like that front suspension is going to make it go faster. <laughs> no, sir. I'm handicapped. <laughs> it doesn't matter what front end is in it. The Jeep's handicapped with the wheelbase. 
uh, I, I can only imagine. I think I saw one picture with like some wheelie bars on it, but I would think all that's going to do is just let it ride the wheelie. You know, it's just you're going to keep it in the air the whole time. So, so we tried the wheelie bars with the nitrous setup, and we always had some weird issues going on with the rear end. We'd unload the rear suspension. Well, come to find out that style wheelie bars don't work with leaf spring. That happens. So, so it literally, just, when it would plant, when it would plant the ass end, it would unload the rear end. Man, that's crazy. So, I guess that's probably another big benefit of the the turbo setup is just being able to ramp in the power like that. Yep. Yeah, we're we leave on like eight pounds, maybe just over eight pounds of boost at the most, and any more than that, it just wants to pick the front end straight up. That's cool. All right, so so we've got your favorite story. How about let's move to uh, like favorite day during the week? Um, they're all fun. the it, The last day, seeing who's, I think the worst day is the last day. Just that's when it seems like it really gets competitive. Everybody's back at the track. They're like, okay, now we can turn it up. We've made the week. Yeah, and stressing. <laughs> right. And then um, I think so 1.0 this year, I was watching some of the Mac TV videos, and I think Boo talked about it a little bit too. You guys were like out in front, but they were fighting for who was going to be second and third big time. So yeah. uh, how was I that had, to watch from the front? It was a little scary because I was like, man, anybody could knock us out. I mean, some of the passes I've seen – the truck and boo were making. I'm like, Oh crap. I figured so, if it, if it got that close, I might've had to, to really try and make a, make a fast pass. What was your average going into the last day? Um, I don't remember five. What did I win? Five fifty one, five fifty two. No, what we won with race week. I think it was in the five fives. That's crazy. So it was close. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they Which weren't my, far I've behind. Gone, no. <laughs> I've gone faster than that here at our home track. And that was what was crazy. Even last year, my average, I went faster here than I, I did for my average. But I really, I played it safe for a few days and was really not trying to beat on it too much. Well, and again, that's what um, everybody that has not competed in one of these that is watching right now, you have to understand. You have to make the week. Like, you can't put it on kill every single day, every single pass. Um, I, I've never put this thing on the tune that's in it now. It's never been on kill anyways. That's crazy. So was there a... Um, was was there a day where you just made you were one and done just one pass? Um, I think most of them. I mean, I only I only think I made a couple passes at a couple couple different tracks. Last year it was almost one and done every day. God, dude, you are such a badass. I hope people understand that because, like, <laughs> to enter and make the week for your first time is great. To enter, be competitive, 
top five even in a class that competitive is a great and make the week is a great thing to enter win make the week kick everybody's ass that's just that's craziness it's crazy we're, we're very i feel very blessed by it because little stuff i mean yeah yep um what's funny is uh you know uh, George talks about, you know, I plan on entering my C10 in race week next year. My my initial goal was to take our first gen C10, my 66, uh, for 1.0 next year with the guys from 815 LSX Fox with Eric. And uh, and then Jonathan Stonecipher, in his um, deviousness, uh, has given me a project that I haven't even posted pictures of yet. And I still haven't even picked up from his place that I intend to this weekend. Um that we're going to take and it will make the cart look like a play toy. So we're going to have so much fun <laughs> for 1.0 next year. It's going to be really, if you think the cart's dumb, this thing's going to be mega dumb. It's going to be a lot of fun. No, that's the point though, is to be different. Oh, a hundred percent. And that's probably one of the things I think that that makes the heap so cool is that one, it's fast, but then two, like you just don't see many Wranglers or uh, CJs or whatever body style that is. I don't know, you know, um, done like that, that are super fast. Usually they have a small block. Maybe they're, you know, kind of a street strip setup, but like that thing's fast and cool as hell. So the guy that has the record right now for the fastest Jeep is down in Florida. And I think Bob's been 780s. Ooh. But he's at sea level, so. So what I'm hearing is you've got to figure out a way to get the heap to Florida. And we need to see some grudge racing. Right. Well, actually, there's about, I think there's three or four that are pretty fast ones. And I think we've always, I've always thought about it. And we've always talked with my buddies. It'd be nice to meet somewhere in the middle, like Texas or something, and have all the Jeeps with a shootout. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. But fast, fast Jeeps, that would be. Because I got be a few of. friends on, I got a few friends on Facebook that I friended, you know, they've got Jeeps elsewhere that are hot rods and it's pretty cool to see. I'm not the only crazy idea. Well, I'm not the only crazy dude that had the idea. Right. Well, and you know, it makes sense. I never, I figured that thing would have been like low 2000, you know, 22, 2300, 2400 pounds, something like that. Uh, I, I wouldn't have thought it would be that that heavy. Yeah, it's always been a pig. We originally started with it's all DOM, and we only had an 850 cage. So if I'd have known the, the idea was to make it go this fast, we probably would have done chrome ollie and at least lost a couple hundred pounds. Yeah, well, and, you know, again, who would have ever thought you'd have, you'd have gone from like a 10-second nitrous setup to, you know, out of the box it's an 8-second yeah, uh, just and, Justin says I want to. I want to say the male Jeep is here. Right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay. Uh, and, how about favorite? And we can drive uh, to dinner. Yeah, yeah, and that's the benefit of all this stuff. Is like you build this stuff to drive. You know, a lot of guys build race cars and play with them ten times a year. You know, like these rigs. Man, you see people all over the place. You know, Tom Bailey. Right. I mean, dude, that that guy drives that thing all the time. Uh, how about favorite track of the, of 1.0 2021? I'm 
probably going to say Pueblo is our favorite track. It's our hometown, what I call my hometown track. It's just our favorite. I mean, there's a lot of people that talk crap about it, but it's our, it's the track we love. That's awesome. It's your, uh, it's your go-to what you're saying, I guess, huh? Yeah. I prefer it over Bandamere. I mean, Bandamere is gorgeous track and don't get me wrong, but Pueblos are, it's just, we love it. Right. Not to say that any of the other tracks weren't bad, but Pueblo's our hometown. Of course, our hometown track. Well, and I mean, that's, you know, got to pick a favorite. And then what about like other people's cars that were your favorite? So I got a funny story about that. So last year, Chris Pageant's 55 wagon was, he didn't have the turbo in it last year. And I tried to trade him. What was it? Day two? I think it was day two. I tried to trade him. Like, let's go. I'll trade right now. And I just love that car. That's awesome. Uh, any others stick out? I think in your his mind kids would be driver? upset if I traded. Um, there's a lot of beautiful cars. I mean, Boo's car when he painted it blue was just. I fell in love. I'm not. I'm not a Ford guy by any means, but that blue was badass. Yeah, we can see you're kind of a blue guy. You know, like if you look yeah. shirt jeep you know i can see that color being uh being one of your favorites yeah that that when, car was awesome. when he I painted it it was like man the two colors oh yeah yeah Sorry. it it changed that entire car like it, it went from being a, a mustang yes. to like oh man talking about standing out in the crowd yeah very much yep and then uh you know he sold it the other day and then bought a car. So now he's fourth gen Camaro family. So that'll be, it'll be interesting to see what that setup will do. So you want to hear another funny story about that <laughs> is the guy that bought his car was talking about buying my Jeep. Not that long ago. <laughs> it's the color that dude loves that color. <laughs> he was just wanting a turnkey race car. God, that's wild. Man, I, that's what I need to do. I need to quit building stuff. I just need to buy stuff. That'd be easier. Cheaper, I hear. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, all right, let, let's talk about people because the next one is uh, like favorite person of 1.0 2021. But, I mean, obviously we would typically see everybody that's there, but like there's got to be some folks that stand out in your mind. So Chris Padgett and his boys last year was that that's made our day seeing his kids this year. It was kind of nice to see. So the Cicinero brothers and or Cicinero family, they're buddies of ours and family here in town. And it was nice to see all of them, Eddie and Sal and Tommy and everybody and Rachel all spent the week and it was cool for them because they're, they're, they're guys we race with on a regular and they support us. We support them. And then Jason and the, the meltdown firebird, you know, we met him a few years back racing and some of the stuff at Pueblo and me and him's got some crazy stories and seeing the, the diehard stuff that him and Peyton have went through to keep going on race week has just been, I mean, they're awesome people. Yeah. He, I they're think more, he would make it, he would make a great guest. Jason Hurley would absolutely make a good guest. He, some of the stuff he's been, I mean, 
last year on 2.0 with, you know, we were watching laying in bed and watched him hit the wall and the stuff that's broke this year and watching him put main bearings in, in the pits. And it's just, I mean, he's die hard. Yeah. I don't and, know if I'm that and, die hard. Well, you know, and that's the one thing it's like, man, like these guys are, it's awesome to watch, you know, you'll be cruising through a parking lot somewhere of a hotel and like they've got the top half the motor pulled apart. You know, we were, we were with the 301 guys and uh, 2.0 last year and Carlos had a, a rocker or something and they're changing it. And like, there's 10 cars pulled over on the side of the road and we're playing with these donkeys or llamas or something back in the field behind it. I mean, it was like, it's a great time. <laughs> so it, it's a uh, Mike sleeper it, had valve train issues. Yeah. Yep. And then I think Joel had some stuff uh, in 1.0 this year. I mean, like it's hard on parts, you know? Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about uh, favorite gas station or restaurant, and then I want that to lead us into how you guys handle eating. So Brahms would be our favorite restaurant, and it's you know a little fast food restaurant that we don't have here, and it's oh. every time we've went, that's where we went back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have two Brahms in town, and that's why I had to drop twenty five pounds because I would I'd cruise yes, through and grab I'd be. Sausage biscuit in the morning, it's dangerous. I'd be in trouble if there was one local. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's bad. Any uh any spots where you stopped along the the routes that you were just like, man, this was a cool spot. Not really. Um what was the restaurant in Can and Carney? Callahan's on the lake or or Cunningham's on the lake. We went last year we went and then we tried to go this year and they were closed right as we were walking up to the door. Oh, dang. You're like, no, let me yeah, in, Yeah, so please. then we ended up – so then the bad thing is we were all starving and went to the gas station and spent like 50 bucks on gas station <laughs> junk food and alcohol. had alcohol and nachos and cupcakes and – Beef jerky. I don't remember what all we had, but it was it was horrible. Yeah, that's that's real dangerous, especially like in the heat you guys had the next day. I can only imagine what that was like in the Jeep. Oh, it was bad. Like, well, no. the bad thing is, is I got them four four packs of margaritas and drank them in like ten minutes. So by the time I ate all that junk food and that, I was like, it was I was done. Oh man, I can't imagine just laying in the hotel. So now, do you guys camp? Are you hotel folks? You want air conditioning in the shower? What What do you got? A hotel. <laughs> it's my, my co-pilot wouldn't let us do any. Yeah, my co-pilot, the wife, wouldn't let me do it any other way. That's awesome. Yeah, um, my wife said she's never going to go on one with me, so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> but I do know that I. I, I want a shower, even if it's at 11 o'clock at night or midnight or one. And then I want to just crash. I want to crash into bed. Yeah. I think it would be. So fun it was funny. So last year. With what? Well, I was going to say, it, it, I think it'd be, be fun. fun. It, it'd be fun one year to like, see just how cheap you could like, you know, bum in the hotel room, like, you know, buy food at Walmart, like, keep a cooler, you know, like how cheap you could do a Rocky mountain race week. But then I'm like, God, I don't want to live through that. I don't want to, I don't want to participate in that experiment. No, I wouldn't want to either. 
So last year when we finished, the and I told the wife we were thinking about selling the Jeep, she's like, well, one way or the other, we're going to race week again. So, you know, that must mean she likes going. Yeah. Well, I think it's that she likes being that close to you for that long. Maybe. <laughs> I'd hope something. Because this year was yeah. horrible with the heat. Oh, I can't imagine. And then, like, you know, the top is black, so I can only imagine the extra heat that comes through. Um, and, I mean, it, was there any, like, any heat uh, protecting against on the inside? So, so the top did perfect for that. The heat didn't bug us from that. But what it is is the street exhaust run the muffler down the side, radiant all the heat into the cage, and the whole passenger side of the Jeep, you couldn't even touch the cage. Oh, so then that just made brutal. it a sauna. <laughs> it's like a sauna in here. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, it was horrible. You, you would burn your hand touching the passenger side of the cage. Wow. Now, did she do any of the driving while you guys were out? I tried, but she didn't. Oh, man. Poor, poor Miss Kane. She has yet to drive it. What? Well, no, well, you did it I, once. No, you didn't, did you? No, she has never drove. I've tried. My daughters oh, drove man. it. My my teenage daughters drove it home from a car cruise. That's nuts. Yeah, the wife's got to get in it. So my wife drove my truck, which has a welded diff, and uh, she literally broke it. She's, she drove it three miles and broke it. She said, I'm never driving it. Never, ever, don't, don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's so, crazy. That's the way it works. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way it works sometimes. So, all right. Um, let's talk about food because we kind of led into some of the restaurant stuff there. Uh, you know, mainly during the week. Um, are you guys gas station? You restaurants? Are you trying to find somewhere or do you just pack a whole bunch of stuff and, uh, and carry it with you? So we usually try to have a decent breakfast somewhere, depending on where we go. You know, most of the time we snacked for lunch and then if we could find something decent for dinner we tried well and you know the thing is like 1.0 you have the drive days which are nice but then you know if you're one and done like you're typically probably you know if if you're not wanting to hang out and you want to go grab some dinner you could almost be done by eight o'clock at night i would think yeah there was a well so yes okay so here we go so there was a couple of nights that we were done early both times both both races, we were done plenty of time to go in and get good rest. We'd get a meal and we'd go back to the parking lot, and there'd be people there, and we would literally be out there till three, four o'clock in the morning, bullshitting and drinking beer. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's what like even you know we've done two power tours and, and the parking lot is the best spot to me because like everybody's in a good mood. It's it's car people hanging out with car people talking about car things you know yeah we met we met lewis from crower last year so that was awesome and then this year in pueblo i loaned tools out to a guy that were doing head gaskets in the parking lot so i was like if you need anything come bang on my my our room yeah that's nuts man and there's a lot of that that goes on that i mean people torching heads you know getting heads resurfaced at three o'clock in the morning on the sidewalk you know, like, right <laughs> just whatever it takes you know and, and the funny part is you know that may be 
10 or 12 cars out of 300. And then there's like the other 50 that we don't touch anything. I don't even change the oil or spark plugs or anything in the cart, you know? Yeah. I so. usually do an oil change midweek and then I change spark plugs about the same time. And other than that, we didn't, you know, maintenance wise, not much. So do you have a, that, that made me think of fuel and um, like, do you, do you guys run? Do you, are you E85 race and drive or do you switch? So we have a switch in our dash that I can switch from pump. I basically can run pump gas. And for the drives, we just put whatever we could get at the gas station. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's probably the best way to do it. Cause a lot of times, you know, we're not on a major highway, so it's not like, especially for guys running E, you know, it's it may be three or four hundred miles or a day trip, you know, two hundred mile day trip before you get to the next E eighty five station. Yeah, so I have a pump that I can pump fuel in and push it back in, so a two way pump basically, so I can suck the pump gas out and pump the E eighty five back in, and vice versa, and that's what we just do every, you know, for the week. Oh, nice. Okay. So let's talk about that. So do you have, do you have one tank you run with that setup then? Yep. Wow. That's pretty interesting. How much time does that add to like, so sorry, I am like rambling. Cause that's the question that came oh, you're to my good. mind. So as you're driving, um, you know, typically everybody stops every 60, 70, 80 miles, something like that you know, because somebody in their group needs to refuel. Um, at, like, does does Lindsay do the math on like, hey, okay, you know, we just put 10 gallons in, you know, we're going to get to the track and we're going to be, you know, we're, we'll be lower. So it's not much fuel to pump out. So you can then put the E85 into race on. Like, is that the kind of math that, that folks that have never done the event that need to be paying attention to? Yeah, so we would fill up we would watch how far we had to go to the track. So like I wouldn't fill the tank all the way full if we were getting close and then just put just enough fuel in it to get us there. So I, I only carried like a five gallon jug to pump, pump gas out. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I think there was times last year I gave fuel away cause I had too much. <laughs> That's cool. That's I guess that would be the, the craziest part about it. Cause you really, you wouldn't want to have to have two tanks. And you don't want to just rely on E85. Right. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. We're not making the yeah, switch. I, to I e never wanted to do the, sorry, go ahead. I never wanted to do the dual tank, the dual tank stuff just because it's more stuff to deal with. Yeah. I mean, at that point you're trying to figure out how to change fuels and like, um, I, I think Jonathan, uh, stone cipher has, he has two tanks, but he would run like, he had he would change lines once we got to the track and run you know whatever fuel he was running and so it just you know you look in the trunk and there's this huge tank you know just becomes a little harder uh, i should have asked him that while i was on what he or while he was on was what you know what his setup was and and the dual fuels and and all that but i didn't think about it Speaking of fuel, everybody's always 
said the cable drive stuff can't handle the street drive. It's been on cable well, drive yeah, since so I did that's, the turbo. So that's always a topic in the uh, on the Rocky Mountain Race Weekers page is, you know, c- cable drive or are you running on both pumps, you know, all, the fuel pump situation. But, I mean, like you've got to have a big cable pump to run that kind of time, I would think, for sure, right? We've got an Outlaw 1000, Magnafuel Outlaw 1000. So it's like 10 and a half gallons a minute. God dang, that's but a it's, bunch. But it's totally RPM based. Oh, yeah. So that would make, so, you know, everybody talks about, you know, because like in the in the old truck and the cart, it's just on, you know, my, our pumps are just on. So with that set up, you know, obviously if you're cruising, you know, your typical drive RPM, I think would probably be what? 2,800 to 3,500. I mean, is that oh, fair guess? No, I'm lower than that. 20, 24 to 26, 2,700. Wow. Well, I guess, yeah, I was thinking, I didn't, I wasn't thinking about the gear vendors. So, yeah, so you're, I mean, you're not turning much RPM compared, you know, in relation to how much fuel you're pumping, you know, in relation to what yeah. you're going to be running at the, at the track at, you know, high RPM. Passes. Yeah. So, the pump is rated at 50% of RPM of the motor. So if I'm running, you know, I think it's rated at eight grand. So if I'm running under that, I mean, cruising around, it's not, not too crazy. That's cool. And what's up, uh, Sal? Jonathan says, uh, just swap line and return line. It's a big pain in the butt. And then, uh, yeah, uh, your buddy Cisneros Speedworks, uh, that's the folks you were talking about earlier, right? Yep. Yes, sir. Uh, what'd you miss? He was talking, yeah, he was talking major shit about you guys. I just, <laughs> you'll have to go back and watch it. It was, it was pretty great. Um, all right. So the last we question love them have, guys. The last question I have on here is uh, like go to gas station food, which I think you kind of answered a little bit earlier. Uh, nachos, cupcakes, beef jerky, but but what's what is a staple you're going to get at the gas station and that sits in between you and the wife in the heap? while you're driving i'm a sweets fan so licorice i mean i got a pile of licorice sitting here on the next to the laptop um sweets like that um beef nice. jerky once in a while yep i'm a uh, i'm a sour patch kid so i i i am a true believer in in sweets while you ride that's that's probably the most dangerous part for me right? as far as like gaining weight up on a trip i'm like oh yeah it's fine you just sit there and you just eat the whole bag as you're cruising you know as hot as it was well, on this year i don't think you could have gained weight <laughs> well that's what boo was saying too he said that they went through a case of water every day we probably did that damn near the same that's wild to think about, you know, and then you pee twice, you know, you're like, where did all that water go? And it just comes out and your clothes are, you know, a different color at the end of the day, you know? So, um, Oh gosh. So that's the end of my questions, but we're only at 47 minutes and there's a ton of people that want to know the stories that you have. So let's get into some other stuff and we're just going to kind of wing it on this stuff. What are some of the other cars and things like that that you've built? Um, I've had a lot of cars. This is so the Jeep is the I've owned it the longest than out of every car or any car I've ever owned. Wow. And you've had it five. So all years. my friends and family. 
we built it originally in 2015 so we're almost six years so i've built a lot of toys like i mean i've had sv8 s10s i had an altered dragster i mean we've had a lot of toys i'll build them play with them and get rid of them well i talk about getting rid of this and then for one the wife gets really mad my family gets upset my friends are like no and then i'm like yeah it's yeah my wife's the gatekeeper so i can't sell it <laughs> nice nice i just love so, it i mean it, i built it originally because it was cool and now i'm like the kids love it it's fun it's different i really enjoy the jeep people getting bent out of shape over the jeep See, and that blows my mind because, like, typically Jeep people are pretty cool until you until you lower it and make it go fast. And then they're like, wait a minute, Jeeps don't do that. So there was a post on one of the local Jeep pages. Somebody seen us going. We went to the, uh, what, the 22? Mission 22 car cruise in Parker last year. And somebody took a picture of it as me driving down the road. And the thing, the caption says, but why? And I think it made like 400 posts. Oh and my some God. were good, some were bad. It was horrible. That's awesome. So but the I'm cart not- gets tagged. The cart gets tagged quite a bit and uh, had the same thing. There's, It's funny. People either are like, hell yes, or they're like, that guy is a total idiot. Well, I get that with the Jeep. I'm like, so what? It's different. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And it's fast. Like if it was, if it looked like that and was slow, it'd be different, you know? Yeah, it's, it's different. I mean, and it's fun. And I mean, it, you don't miss it. (laughs) That's for sure. Well, and you know, in a sea of like, you know, first and second gen Camaros and Mustangs, it stands out for sure. Well, see, and that's it some of the classes we've raced in are Camaros and Mustangs or, you know, it just, it's, that's not me. I mean, I've had a Monte Carlo, a full size SS Monte Carlo that I played with heavy car. I mean, the S 10, I mean, you see a lot of that stuff. And I'm like, when I built the Jeep, there's no, there's not another one like this anywhere. Right. No, Especially- nowhere especially anywhere close, you know, like you were talking about the guy in Florida that's, you know, seven eighties. Like, I mean, that's a two day drive from you to even be close to that dude. Well, and he's at sea level or below whatever Florida is probably below sea level there, damn near. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're racing this here, you know, and half the time the DA's eight to 10,000 feet. So, you know, that's pretty crazy. Yep, Tommy says there will never be another heap. <laughs> so give a shout-out to them guys. So we raffled off. So when the hood blew up last year, we had this kind of the same louver that's on the hood now. Um, we raffled it off, and they went in on it together, and it's hanging on one of their garage walls. We donated the money to my grandson, and it's hanging on. We had it air, or pinstriped, and it's hanging on their wall, so – them guys are That's awesome. Cool. That's really cool. That's yeah. Cool. We uh, we got a we got a grandbaby that's got CF, and he's he's our little Superman. 
Yep, man, I tell you. Um, so we do. So there's a local buddy of mine that uh, would ride his bike to keep it in check, and so he would ride from Northwest Arkansas to Central Arkansas, which is, I think it's like 200 miles or something like that on a road bike, you know. And he would do that every year, and I, I did that for a few years with him. And man, those guys are. It's crazy. It's crazy. And to to talk about CF for just a minute, like those kids, every time they go to the doctor, they tell them, oh man, another few years, another, and he's 35 or 36 now, you know? So like technology's come a long way. Thank goodness. That's awesome. For, uh, for CF stuff. But you know, you, you talk about living your life thinking that's what you've got left, you know? So, so he lives it to the fullest and rides bikes and has fun and builds so, hot rods and all that kind of stuff. So my grandbaby was six months old when he was diagnosed. Dang. It's wild, man. And, and he's what, 14, 15 months now? He's 15 months old now. That's awesome. And, yeah, his name's Daniel Olnick, and it's a ride to breathe is uh, Daniel's deal. That's badass. Yep. Yep. It's And 200 miles on a bicycle is a bunch. Yes. <laughs> it's a bunch. I probably could have made it around the block right now. <laughs> well, what's crazy is I mountain bike a lot and those guys that, you know, road bike and mountain bike, are two totally different, you know, animals. And those guys would just leave me and be gone. And I'd be back here just pedaling my little heart out, you know, uh, hey, I want to say thanks to dirt. Yeah. Hey, Hey, you got to get out there. You got to pedal. Pedaling is good for your soul. Um, dirty Panda says, uh, he's glad he didn't miss out on the heat. He was doing some body work on his 240 which his plan for that is to uh, to be at race week next year in that car. And uh, he says he definitely loves your build. So Awesome. Thank and, you. Uh, and he, he gave money, and we certainly appreciate that because all of the money from this uh, podcast or this live feed goes right to our Rocky Mountain Race Week fund. So, every, you know. That's awesome. We'll, we'll be able to do more if we get more type deal. You know, so it's always, a, it's always a plus. Plus, we get to tell cool stories with cool people. You know, it's always neat to, uh, you know, it's, it's funny because a lot of the stuff you've told, you would have told like your family and friends, but like the folks that are, have never been on race week or are going on 2.0, you know, they need this info that you're, you're dropping out there, especially if they intend to come compete against you, because you know, it's uh it's insanity. Are you going, are you going to three Pete? You're going to go 1.0 next year and back to back to back. We're planning on it. The only problem <laughs> yeah. is, is I think we're going to change classes, but I don't know which one. Oh, well, hey, you've got a pretty good record so far, so I think you've got some planning figured out, that's for sure. So it'll probably still be on the 26s because I don't think I'll put any other tire back on it because that's it, it's working on these little tiny tires, and I, I love the freaking looks that people give us when we are running what we are on a 26850. Oh, it's wild. So what do you what do you drive on? What's your normal drive tire? Uh, for the week or, you know, during, uh, so I have a two set, a, a set of street tires. It's a two seventy five sixty. Oh, so cool. like a 20, so, 27, 28 inch tall tire. Yeah. That, so that's a little bit different. Not much, not much. John, says un, un, unlimited overall. <laughs> Dude, you're so, not far off. <laughs> unlimited or, so this year, when we first started thinking about what class to run, I was thinking ultimate radio, unlimited, or rowdy radio. That was the three. 
and I'm like, shit, I'm going to go run outlaw or the rowdy radio. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that class is competitive and it looks like it's a ton of fun. It was, but the, the bad part is I got to get into my head to not run a quarter mile. <laughs> How many times did you run a thousand foot and then let out? Uh, maybe once, maybe twice. Hand, most of the passes were out the back door. <laughs> That's all. You're like, wow, wait, hold on. I just burned extra fuel. Dang it. Yeah. Well, and then I get back there and the wife's like, you didn't let out. You didn't run the eighth mile. <laughs> you're like, Hey, listen, she still does that. You just... <laughs> she does that here. She does that at her home tracks. You didn't let out. Why would you? Why would you? I don't know. Especially, yeah. You know, I get it in my head. I'm like, go ahead. I was going to say, what what kind of mile an hour are you in? I mean, in the eighth, you're probably 130s. Uh, Upper 130s. I think, actually, I think it went to 140. I think that this 8 1 that we just did, I think I broke into the 140s in the eighth. Eighth, so I know for sure that could have been a seven-second pass. Aerodynamic, it's fighting me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are like it's like a, a brick, and then the windshield's a brick, you know. So there's a meme out there that I've seen a few times, and my buddies have shared it and all that. There's this thing with a cow showing the cow's more aerodynamic than a jeep. <laughs> That makes sense. That makes sense. But there's no way to fix that. That's what you need to do. You need to like put some big uh, aerodynamic piece on the front. Still got a flat windshield. Yeah. Yeah. There's no help. There's no, no hope for you. <laughs> it is what it is. Yep. So if you did sell the the heap, what would you build? Uh, the bucket list car is going to be a 55. That's awesome. Uh, like two door car, you're going to do the wagon. Like, uh, what's his name? Um, I could get away with, so the idea, if I did a wagon, it'd have to be a four door or if, if I did a four door, I could have back seat for my grandbaby. Yeah. So it, it most likely, I mean, it'd be nice to have a two door, but it would probably be a four door. That's awesome. So, um, being that you're a, Grandpa, I'll ask you this. My dad always said that grandkids are way better than real kids. Um, is that true? Um, I don't know. We got some awesome kids. <laughs> That's a, he, he always said you could, he said you could play with them and then give them back. And anytime they got fussy, you would just call the parents and they'd come get them. He's like, you can't do that as a parent. Like you can't, you know. True. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I love my grandbaby. It's it's a whole new awesome. it's a whole new thing now. <laughs> well, and then so how how many kids do you have? And then how old's the youngest one? We have three, and we have almost an eighteen year old, almost twenty, and twenty almost twenty seven. Oh man, so yeah, it's been a minute since you had a baby around a whole bunch. So that's always cool. Oh yeah, and my I, brother. My brother has a four-month-old, and it's like, I don't even know what to do with this, and our daughter's eight. Yeah. We FaceTime my grandbaby almost every day, so he's his name's Maverick. Oh, that's so, awesome. So we're 
he's grandpa's buddy or grampy's buddy. Oh yeah. I was going to ask what your grandpa name was, you know, grampy. There you go. That's awesome. Uh, Nico See says, you, yeah, Nico says a wagon is the most ideal vehicle for race week. So it's the, the big dilemma is a four door. Uh, it's got a, a 750 cage is pretty hard to do. Yeah. I mean, and, and, Cause like, who do you, like, do you protect everybody? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Cause no matter That's what why. I build, I, it's, it would have to be a 750 cert. Wow. That's awesome to have that already in your head that like, Hey, listen, we're not building anything. That's not going to go real fast. Well, I don't want to do it again. Like the, the Jeep's got, so we started out with an 850 cage in it. And then when we did the upgrade, it just added more weight. And bars that that are there that we probably didn't need from the get go, but they're there. So I think I would just start from the get go and say it's you know do a seven fifty from the get go. Yep, that's crazy to think about. You know, um, Dirty Panda says he has you on. Uh, <laughs> so he, I guess he's talking about the live feed. He's got us on Facebook on the phone and YouTube on his TV. <laughs> right. That that'd be hard to listen to four of us that'd be rough well two of me uh, probably not hard to listen to you but two of me right. would be rough. and then uh tommy <laughs> says he's a uh, team maverick all day awesome buddy that's cool group, good group uh, of guys man well and that's what's so cool about race car stuff is like so many guys from so many different aspects of life are car guys and you can all be standing in the parking lot and everybody is a car person you know it's not like, oh man, I can't talk to that guy because he's into this. It's, you know, true car guys really like all stuff. Yeah. Doesn't matter what it is. I mean, we go to the car yeah. cruise in Golden and you see from, I mean, we've seen some crazy things and some cool things, but you got to give it. It's, it's, that was their vision. So, yeah. Yeah. And the one thing is like, you didn't pay for it. So, like, who cares what he does with this money? <laughs> right. Well, it's my thing. I mean, it may not be our, our cup of tea, but, Neither is the Jeep. <laughs> right, right. You know. Well, cool. Well, dude, anything else you want to talk about? Um, spring spare parts. Oh, I didn't even think about spare. I'm adding that to the to the list right now because we talked about it a little bit with Stone Cipher. Um, yeah, so, so lead us into that for a second. I'm going to grab another beer. You start talking about spare parts. So the biggest thing that I could tell anybody that's thinking about doing race week, and I've said it a few times when I see comments, is if you have something specific to your build that you cannot get at the parts store, you better carry one. Because there's parts that, you know, if you need it, you're dead in the water. We had a fuel pump go bad this year on a, a seal go bad, and it could have left us on the side of the road. All right, sorry about that. Oh, you're good. So, uh, just so I basically, all that. I basically <laughs> said that if anybody, if you have something specific on your build, you better carry a spare, like something oh. you can't get at the parts store. Yep, yep. That was uh, that was one of the stories that we went through with Jonathan. Stuff is, you know, 
40 millimeter gun drill or yeah, whatever, uh, big boy axle stuff in the back, you know, that nobody had one, nobody, nobody in a timely fashion that we could, you know, get to and come back and save him. So we ended up going to get the truck, you know? Yeah. See, so like this year, uh, we lost a fuel pump seal and Estes right before Estes park. And that's the first problem we've had with the cable drive and the whole, since we've had it. And it literally, a seal went bad on the fuel pump, filled the cable full of gas and was spraying out the front drive <laughs> all over the motor. So you're like driving along. You're like, what is that smell? We kept smelling it. And then when we pulled over for the checkpoint, it was like, oh crap, it was pouring gas out of it. So literally like three quarters of a tank of gas and I'm laying on, and that was another thing. It brought up a weak point that I need to fix or a, a something to upgrade is I'm trying to unscrew a 12 AN laying on my back to put a plug in it as gas is running down my arm and into my oh, armpit. Yep. And on your back and it's everywhere. And even though you've got a piece of cardboard to lay on, it's soaked in gas. Oh, it was soaked. Yeah. I literally got car. I got what rinsed off in the car wash in Estes Park. Nice. Our buddies was rinsing his car off, and I had him hose me off because <laughs> pump gas stinks so bad. Well, and you know, after a while, it just starts. You get that like little bit of burn. Just oh, in your bit. armpit for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's a hundred and seven outside. Yeah. Yep. So that was like I said, spare parts. I mean, we were probably over prepared for a lot more shit than. Most people are. I mean, I carry a lot of parts. I mean, we carry every spare sensor we have, axle bearings, water pump motor. I mean, I got a fan from last year. We had multiple people lose electric fans. So I got a spare electric fan because it's an 11-inch fan. You can get a 12-inch all day long. Yep. So there's a lot of parts that, I mean, it takes, and that's a big, a big expense. Yeah, Jonathan says you also have an awesome trailer. I was going to add, that was going to be my next question was like, you know, how imperative, because, sorry, I'll start over. Um, why anyone would ever load all their shit in the car and go that way, I don't know. But everybody that's new, uh, you think you're going to do that, just buy a trailer. Just just get a trailer because yard selling sucks. Yes. So, I don't know if you've seen my trailer, but I cut two Jeep tubs in half and molded them back together and made a Jeep trailer. So as much as we love the trailer, I have it for sale or been contemplating getting rid of it because I'm ready to find me an enclosed trailer. So I was the one thing that I was worried the most about, and we actually took them in the hotel room this year was my, my race wheels. Yeah. Well, and then that way you can you can load them up, you can lock them up. Well, I was worried that would be the one thing that would take me out of the race. Yeah, because I've tried to race on hard tire and it doesn't work. Well, and then you know the other side is just cost. You know, somebody steals that stuff; it doesn't make it's not easy to you know file a report, and your insurance is going to be like whatever. You know, so yeah. it's hard. And then you know, obviously, then all the time it takes to do that. Uh, Carl Steamy here says, uh, dragging the trailer this year, car Tetris is bullshit. Yes, for sure. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, so like, yeah, I mean, think about the cost. I mean, between the, my billet specialties with the beadlock conversion and a set of tires, dude, there's probably 2,500 or three grand in two wheels. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know? And who the hell wants to try and figure that stuff out at 2 a.m. or, well, I guess, yeah, you're going to figure it out at 8 a.m. when you get to the trailer, 6 a.m. when you get to the trailer and it's gone. Now you're going to spend two hours trying to figure it out and you're on the phone trying to find new wheels and tires uh, for by the time you get to the track. So, yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, everything's locked up and cabled, but an enclosed trailer would be would be so much better. Yep. We're right. uh, we're, we're open trailer this year. Yeah. And uh, and stacking it. So it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm really excited to not have to mess with because the 31s we typically run on the car you know, they're like 80 pounds a piece with the wheel. And we were throwing those things on the roof. Oh, because, that's a hernia waiting to happen. Oh God, it was brutal. <laughs> and then, um, because with, I didn't think about with everything loaded down the back of the car squats, because it's not used to that kind of weight. And so we would rub, rub, rub. So we were driving on the short tires that we were racing on, you know, because, so I had 31s on the front. And these little bitty, you know, oh, like no. 27 inch tires on the bay. It looks so dumb, but I think it added to it too. And then we're, you know, rolling down the road and got tires on the roof and shit everywhere. And anyways, we're not doing that this year. Everybody's I've seen multiple people say we look like the, the, the clamp ids or, uh, I forgot what that other, sh the Beverly hillbillies and stuff with <laughs> the awning on top of the trailer. And, oh yeah. Yep, I can only imagine. So uh, Carl says, how do you anti-theft your trailer? I assume a cable through the wheels uh, need a few ideas. So I had a pretty big cable going through it. And I mean, I run, you know, the, everything's locked up on the trailer, but you can see it on on my open trailer. But I mean, if somebody wanted to, it, yeah, there's if somebody wanted to do it, there'd be a way to do it. I mean, it doesn't matter how many cables you had on there. Last well, year, I didn't have it. We have, haven't had any issues. I mean, yep. the Jeep's open. You know, last year we had a soft top on it. Um, we're very blessed that nothing has messed with. I have heard people have issues. Yep. Um, well, and I was going to say, you know, you think about it, like there's, always, there's a group of us in just about every parking lot within a 10-mile radius that are out drinking beer, conversating. You know, so like – People pulling through, don't make it easy on somebody to steal your shit. Yes. If you make them have to work for it. Yeah. You know, cause that may give you the three minutes of them dicking around with the trailer and then they see a light come on, they run off, you know? Right. Um, Zach asked, uh, maybe I missed it. How did the ice breezy work out? Oh yeah. You had the ice breezy had cooler, that, right? I had that ice breezy cooler. If we kept ice in it, <laughs> it kicked ass. Oh, pardon me. It kicked butt. Uh -huh. Um, it's really it's okay, it's okay to talk like big boys here. The hose if you had the hose blowing on you it was pretty good. It didn't it didn't cool the whole Jeep off, but mm -hmm. for one the the cage getting so hot kind of handicapped the AC, but it did it made a it made a big difference. That's awesome. And then Carl's uh, talking about uh, we have security at uh, this year at some hotels and that that is true. I've seen that posted a couple different times. Yep. Um, but it'll be with the you know, whatever host hotel race week set up. So, you know, I mean, well, so I think he had Pablo, ain't that what his name on Facebook is? Pablo Escobar. Uh, yeah. So he was doing security at Malt. I mean, he, Matt, he was basically hired to do security. And I don't know if he's caught anybody or anything, but I know he yeah. was patrolling. Yeah. That's all. And again, you know, at, that'll keep a lot of people away. Yeah. 
you know, and then the other benefit too, is we're in town one night, you know, like, and we don't get a lot of, I mean, there were times, so I tried to put a video out every day last year for race week. And that's my plan again this year. Um, so we would get to the hotel. We would, the track would close. We would drive to the hotel, get checked in. I'd set up and I'd edit a video just trying to get something out that night. And so I'd be up till three or four o'clock in the morning every night, but like, you're not getting to the hotel till midnight, you know, unless like you're, you guys where you're one and done, you know, but me, I'm up there, I'm doing idiot burnouts and like dumb shit the whole time and talking to everybody. And, you know, we like the track closes and we're like, damn, okay, I guess we got to leave now. Then I'm trying to find somewhere to eat. So we didn't, I, I I'm pretty surprised. I mean, out of both of these events I've done, I don't think I've really screwed around. I've been too too worried. <laughs> I think yep. I got on it one time at one of the checkpoints last year and kind of did a little burnout with the trailer on it, but never. Yeah. Well, geez, with, it, it gets out of hand pretty easy. Well, and I was going to say, and you fast guys don't have anything to prove. Me, like in this cart, dude, that's, I mean, it has a rear tire sprayer. Like, it, <laughs> that's, all, that's all we do. You know, it's just right? dumb shit. So. I hate cleaning up the rubber. Oh, we don't ever do any of that. So <laughs> it just adds, it's sound deadening at this point. Right. <laughs> Insulation. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, um, all right. Well, dude, I think I'm fixing to back this little trailer in and work on some more okay. of the wiring and get it all ready. So I appreciate it. I, I do want to say, be on there. oh man, it was a blast. And, uh, if I, if I get to 1.0 next year, we're going to hang out whether you look want to or up. not. Oh, yeah. looks up. Yeah. So, we so don't I'm excited. I, I keep trying to get the wife to head towards the mountains for our family vacation, but uh, I think I'm going to have to do two family vacations a year to be able to get her to go to the mountains. So, yeah, and if we, we make it that way, we'll look you up. Hey, listen, you end, up in, you end up in Arkansas. We're, hey, you're we're be looking. tired of my ass. So, I, our buddies that are wanting to move, friend, good friends too, or that's part of where they're looking at too. Yeah. So, we're like, we just want something different. Colorado, I mean, I love it here, but, you know, really the only thing left here is our grandbaby and the kids and one of the kids and the other one will probably go with us. So here's the thing. Life is really short in the big scheme of things. You know, you get about a about a 60 year window of being a good adult. You might as well make the best of it. You know, Yeah, that's we're looking to do. Start doing more stuff instead of just. Yep. Beating the bush just to do that. And it's it's ready to make a change. Yeah. Oh, that's well, exciting. Well, hey, I will tell you this. We would love to have you guys in Northwest Arkansas or anywhere even close heck yeah. in this area. Um, and we'll we'll do anything we can to help move that needle that way. And uh, you just reach out with any anything. I, I don't care. I'll introduce you to people I don't even know. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Jimmy, Jimmy's trouble. asking, what am I chopped liver? Oh, so we've been we told we've been telling them too to to come with us yeah he's yeah. he's got grant his granddaughters that's that's the thing too is the grandkids yep well that's yeah i mean i i can't imagine i'm i'm ready to have some grandkids of my own but i hope it's at least at least 10 or 15 years yes <laughs> before i have any grandkids so right oh right, they're, they're a hoot so yep all right, well, all right stay, with, good stay with me i'm gonna close this out and then uh we'll talk for just a second i know you're tired of talking to me but all right oh, no, listen, you're good if, if y'all haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do that. Uh, we're going to, we're Rocky Mountain Race Week podcast live feeds every week until race week. And then I'm going to drop a video 
or live feed every day from at least the track or the the route so all right that's all that's my spill please uh listen to us thanks bye